the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. It's always a pleasure to catch up with Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management for our Money Monday segment. We do it every Monday at 1230, and you can catch Josh and me on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show. It airs at 7 p.m. Fridays and 2 p.m. Saturday. Josh, let's start with the headline of the day. I got a chuckle out of this CNN headline. It says America just got a $100 a month raise, and it equates the drop in gas prices to a $100 a month raise. Gas is under $4 a gallon nationally on average, but it was two forty dollars a gallon nationally when Biden took office. So it's a dollar and a half higher per gallon. What are your thoughts on whether we got a raise with the, with the drop in gas prices? There is no end to the political spin, is there? Uh, never let the details get in the way of a good story. I mean, I guess, you know, good news that we're coming back down. Um, that's good for inflationary measures. It's good for the prices at, uh, at the store. It's good for, you know, everybody that just needs to get to work at the pump. But I would say this is some political maneuvering to say that we got a $100 raise. Yeah. Let's talk about what you do with extra money. Let's say you do have found money. Let's say you come into a little bit of money for an inheritance or you get a raise and all that kind of stuff. Do you... Uh, how would you? What would you tell people to do with an unexpected uh, chunk of money uh, in a period like this, where prices are going up and people are struggling, and they might think, okay, you know, now I can uh, not pull stuff out of savings for my normal budgetary items. What kind of a priority should they place on saving a chunk of that because of what it can mean for them long term? Well, the first thing I would say is make sure you don't hurry into anything. Uh, in other words, if this is a windfall that you've never experienced in the past, and maybe you haven't been an investor in the past, uh, sometimes when you get this unexpected money, it causes you to do some emotional things in the way of investing. So first thing would be don't hurry into things, anything too quickly. But then you kind of go through the general guidelines of financial planning. You know, step one, uh, do I have any significantly high interest rate debt? that I could get rid of with this with these funds. If, you know, think credit cards, right? Mm-hmm. If if that's there, try and knock those out. Secondarily, then start going after the emergency funds. Make sure that we build up an emergency fund that's substantial enough for your life to make sure that you don't get yourself in a difficult spot. And then beyond then, start thinking about investing for the long run. But that's in general, that would be the approach that I take. But let's circle back to the first one again. Don't rush into anything. I've seen too many people uh, receive a windfall that's beyond the normal scope of their lives, something they've never encountered, and they can make some very non-prudent investment decisions. Josh Pick of Aptus Wealth Management is our guest, and they are located in Lewis Center, right off Route 750, easy to get to, not very far from the 23270 interchange. Check Josh and I out on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint radio show at 7 p.m. Fridays and 2 p.m. Saturdays here on The Answer. Uh, Let's go to... uh, what you do with that nest egg, not necessarily nest egg. I phrased that wrong. I mean that, uh, that rainy day fund, that getting your three months expenses, nest egg, that six months expenses, uh, amount of money set aside. 
Where should people keep that so that it, you want to have access to it, right? If you need it, it's an emergency fund, so you need it in an emergency. But where would you tell people to keep that? I assume not in their kitchen cabinet or someplace like that. Yeah, I wouldn't keep it in the kitchen cabinet, and I also wouldn't keep it necessarily too accessible. So obviously we want it completely liquid, safe, and readily accessible in the event of an emergency. But sometimes uh, we get a little emotional about what an emergency is, you know, all the way down to – uh, I really, really need this new pair of shoes. It's an emergency. And you don't want that money too accessible. So typically what we say is either at a different bank than you normally bank at, um, don't set up online transfers necessarily, or put it, you know, like we clear through Schwab and TD Ameritrade. So put it through a company like that where maybe you can get a little bit better interest rate through money markets, et cetera. But it's something that's a little bit out of arm's reach, still very readily accessible and liquid, but you're not tempted by the easy click of a button transfer on your online banking. Reach out to Josh Pick and the Aptus Wealth Management team by phone 614-917-1040 on the web at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. Your consultation is free. You'll learn more about how they invest and what their philosophy on investing is. More importantly, you'll understand maybe where you are in saving for your retirement, planning for your retirement. It's not just about saving. It's about being strategic, and that's what they specialize in at Aptus Wealth Management. Again, 614-917-1040 or on the web at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, aptuswealth.com. We've gotten into in this period of time uh, setting our clocks for the release of the inflation numbers, the Fed meeting, and whether they're going to raise rates and all that. And we've heard, I've heard the Biden administration say that, you know, inflation here is lower than it is around the world. I don't think that's true. In fact, I know that's not true. But I'm curious, the Fed's trying to manage, um, they call it a soft landing, raise rates enough that, you know, we tame inflation, but we don't do it by sending the economy into a tailspin. Globally, what do you see? Because, you know, the phrase the global economy is out there. Are other uh, entities in other countries around the world that are, uh, you know, impactful on the quote unquote global economy? Are they adopting the same strategy as the Fed? Are they raising rates or is there a different approach in some other countries? You know, it's an interesting question, and I remember, I think it was on our our Friday show here just recently, you were talking about, you know, what does the impact of the global economy really have from an investment perspective? And interestingly, fast forward just a couple of days, and we're seeing kind of this volatility start to pick up amongst the global markets, and it's because of the exact reason that you just said, and that is, you know, not all countries are handling their recession or their inflationary problems the same as the United States. I saw that Citigroup just, uh, I think it was yesterday, this morning, released that they believe that the U.K. could face inflation numbers as high as 19 percent next year, which is pretty significant. And then you have countries like China who are actually lowering their interest rates rather than rising uh, or raising their interest rates. And it's important to note that while every country um, has its own way of dealing with things, certain uh, companies within those countries – uh, are impacted by those decisions. And, for example, in general, and this is a very general uh, phrase, but in general, tech companies benefit from the lowering of interest rates. It's somewhat of a tailwind for their uh, for their type of business without diving too deep in the weeds. So, you know, you look at companies that maybe are in the tech space that are borrowing money in an environment where interest rates are lowering, that's good for them. Other companies, not so good. So it's important to note that we are a global economy and how we invest in it and what companies we invest in is definitely impacted by that country's uh, position on interest rates. 
Josh Pick is our guest. Aptus Wealth Management is his firm, and you can get with them for a free consultation. Reach out, do it on the web, set it up very easy. Aptus Wealth is spelled A P T U S, aptuswealth.com. And you can also do it by phone at 614 917 1040. So I want to share with you a tweet that I saw this morning from a woman named uh, Nina Turner. And Nina Turner is a former state senator in Ohio, and she's advocating for student debt cancellation. And her tweet says, FYI, student debt cancellation is not paid for by the taxpayers. The federal government is the lender. It's costlier for the government to hold on to the debt. So I'm wondering if Nina Turner understands that the government is the people and that anything that the government does, it's doing with taxpayer money, which is our money. So do you have a thought on student debt, the cancellation of student debt, and her perspective that, you know, if the government holds on to the debt, it's more expensive than uh, expecting people to pay the debt off? Well, uh, while I did not see the tweet, nor do I know who uh, Ms. Turner is, uh, I, I cannot follow the logic there whatsoever about it being more expensive to carry debt than it is to actually get paid back the debt. But nonetheless, I've been very adamant about my opinion on the cancellation of student loan debt and, and, and being very opposed to it. And, and there's a logical reason for it. It's not because, you know, if you have $100,000 in student loan debt right now and you're struggling to pay that off, I don't feel your pain. I, I totally understand. My position is that if we eliminate student debt, it is akin to what is already happening in the student loan situation. In other words, if you look at the rapid increase in the cost of uh, college education over the last 20 years, it has been directly linked to the unlimited supply of funds that people can borrow to fund that debt. Well, if you can get as much money as you can possibly desire to go to college, then the college can continue to raise prices. Well, now fast forward and imagine if those colleagues knew that even though they were getting paid these rates, the borrowers never even had to pay them back. They would just carte blanche raise rates as much as they can. And I, I think we're already in a tussling match or at least in a conversation as to whether or not college is worth it for everyone. If you raise the cost of college beyond what it already is, that conversation gets even more difficult. So I'm against it just purely to keep the cost of college in check. Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management. Set your free consultation up online at Aptus Wealth, A-P-T-U-S, AptusWealth.com, or via the phone at 614 614- 917-1040 and catch us on the Aptus Retirement Blueprint Radio Show Fridays at 7, Saturdays at 2, and here on Money Monday at 1230 every Monday. Josh, as always, great talking to you. Talk to you again soon. You as well. Thanks, Bruce. My thanks to Josh Pick, bringing the truth on the uh, money topic, growing your wealth, Aptus Wealth Management. I did a little investigating on uh, these rebates the Biden administration is touting. Found a site, electric.com. Big electric site. So, right? So, they should be all about these rebates. And the impression we're getting from the Inflation Reduction Act being touted by Jennifer Granholm, Joe Biden, and other administration officials is that they're fighting for us, right? The common man. They're fighting for the downtrodden, the economically disadvantaged. And we're going to get big tax savings or rebates. So I find it interesting, you might find it interesting too, that these rebates are really not a whole lot different. I know I'm going to blow your mind with this. They're really not a whole lot different than what was already in effect. I'm reading right from the site under the heading Residential Clean Energy Credit. 
The residential clean energy credit, which is now extended through 2034. Now, for something to be extended, it has to already exist. So there already was a residential clean energy credit, it appears. So what was it before? Mm, Let me read. The credit amount for installing clean household energy, such as solar, wind, or geothermal, has been raised from 26% to 30%. From 2022 to 2032. So, while they're touting a 30% credit for installing solar panels, geothermal, (laughs) or wind, a 30% tax credit, There already was a 26% tax credit. There already was one before the Inflation Reduction Act. So they'll tell you they're fighting hard for your 30% rebate. They're fighting really for a 4% upgrade in your rebate. Now, now, one other thing. I know, I know. I hate to crush your belief in the Biden administration and this uh, fool from the Columbus Dispatch named Neil Moss, Chairman Emeritus, thank goodness he's retired, from Capital Investors Advisory Corporation. Man, I hope you don't have any money with these jokers. Because if they follow the lead of Neil Moss, who writes an editorial under the headline, you must admit Joe Biden is off to a heck of a start. Big wins, just the start. He's touting Biden for the Inflation Reduction Act and all these other things. Now, do you remember last week when we talked about the fraud that resulted from the government paying people PPE money and businesses PPE money during the pandemic, right? A hundred billion dollars, some say more, in fraud, okay? People who applied for loans and got loans from the government, and now that money's gone, spent on, you know, Lamborghinis and who knows what else, and we're never going to get it back. Unemployment fraud in Ohio during the pandemic. What happened? Rampant unemployment fraud in Ohio during the pandemic. So I think if there's one thing that's pretty self-evident, it is that government doesn't do a very good job policing the authenticity of applications for government funds. Can I reasonably make that argument? I think I just did. Federally, PPE money shot into the ether. We got no idea where it went. We can't get it back. Nobody's going to go to jail for it or very few. Ohio unemployment, we're chasing it. Not going to find it, okay? So what about, like, if you're going to take advantage of this tax credit? You're a good, honest person. You're going to buy your windows. You're going to buy your geothermal. You're going to buy your energy-efficient appliances, and you're going to apply for a tax credit. But there just might be, I know, I hate to ruin the uh, impression of Joan and Dayton, bleeding-heart social worker who thinks that all men are created with pure hearts and don't inclined toward their worst tendencies, there might be people, just maybe, maybe, might be people who say, look, look, the federal government's given out a bunch of rebates for buying electrically efficient appliances. I wonder if we could scam the government. You think that's a possibility? I think that's a possibility. But surely the federal government, a smart group of people like the Biden administration, has taken all manner of precautions so that these tax credits and these rebates they're going to give out won't be given to people who don't deserve them, right? So would you like to know how this is going to work on your tax return next year? 
Here you go. New homeowners, this is again from electrek.com. New homeowners can secure tax credits for both the Energy Efficient Home Improvement Credit and the Residential Clean Energy Credit under the Inflation Reduction Act umbrella. Listen closely. The mechanics of claiming, claiming this credit appear to be the same in 2023 as they were in the past. How? How do I claim my credit? The credit is claimed on the purchaser's individual income tax return. Well, sure. Well, how do I document it? How do I prove that I'm not cheating the government? Let me continue. The purchaser does not need to submit specific documentation with the tax return, but should retain documentation as part of their tax records so they can prove they purchased eligible property in the event of an IRS audit. So you don't have to document it on your tax return. And if you're willing to risk that they won't find it in an audit, and how many of you have ever been audited? I know, numbers going up since they hired 87,000 new agents or are going to try to. What a joke this is. What a complete joke this is. There's going to be more fraud result from this. And nobody ever talks about it. Because they all say, you get a rebate. They don't tell you how to apply for it. They don't tell you what the income limits are for it. They don't tell you how to document it because they don't care. Because Democrats don't think the phrase an inch deep and a mile wide. No, excuse me. Well, it's reversed. A mile wide and an inch deep applies to all Democrats. Because they just think, buy an electric car. You won't pay more for gas. Yeah, but I'll pay $70,000 for the car. Yeah, but you won't pay more for gas. Inch deep and a mile wide. And they don't have the exclusive property on that either. Tomorrow night, U.S. Congressman Mike Carey is scheduled to appear before the 1776ers in New Albany. I wish I could go because I would love to ask Mike Carey about voting to codify gay marriage into law. Now, I heard a podcast over the weekend with a guy I really like, Ben Dominich. Love Ben Dominich. Ben Dominich got very upset with his guest on the, on the podcast, a guy named Yoram Hazoni. He wrote one of our books of the month, Conservatism, A Rediscovery. Yoram Hazoni was talking about the Heritage Foundation's goal to end gay marriage. And Ben Dominich got mad, and he's like, you can't win that fight. You can't win that fight. You shouldn't even fight that fight. You can't win it. That's Mike Carey's view. And let me just tell you, The people who tell you as conservatives, we're not going to fight this fight or that fight or that fight, transgenderism in schools, gay marriage, whatever it is, when they tell you it doesn't pay to fight that fight because you can't win it, they're looking at it entirely wrong. As Christian conservatives, we do not fight fights to win them. We'd love to win them. We fight fights because it's the right thing to do, because we're told to stand for truth, because we're told to shine light into darkness. Whether you win or not, who wins this game is not in doubt. We know who wins. We just don't know when the win will come. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.